0: You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny, and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram, or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. If you're listening to this on the podcast, this is a rebroadcast of our Thursday night live, where we go live every day. Every Thursday, about 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. Today, we're, we're a little late because so I was getting my notes together for today's episode. Yes, I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. Well, today, we have a lot of information to break down. We're going to dive into the case of the orphans and the widows, the Lion Air plane crash that essentially blew up the entire Girardi-Keese embezzlement scandal. And oof, is it a lot. It is quite the wild one. So if you do have questions, please drop them below so that we can actually get into all of it. I'm going to go through all of the details of the case. We're going to get into the plane cl- crash. We're going to get into the timeline of how everything started to break down. And then I'll be taking some of your questions. So just know that we'll be coming in the end at some point. This is an all new deep dive. The crash that exposed Gerardi Keese, the attorneys in question, and Erica Jane's involvement. Today, we're going to be getting into the Boeing Lion Air plane crash that exposed what's now being described as a Ponzi scheme run by Erica Jane's husband, Tom Girardi, at his law firm, Girardi Keys. So, everyone knows of these individuals as the orphans and the widows. But I think it's time we actually get context into this case. We find out who these individuals are. And remember that this is not just a reality TV scandal. This is real life. Um, so let's get into it. What was the plane crash? So on on October 29th, 2018, there was a flight. A lot, It was Lion Air Flight 610. And it was scheduled to depart at 620 a.m. from... Uh, I'm hoping I'm not botching these uh, these names, but it was set to depart from Jakarta to Penang in Indonesia. So it was an Indonesia plane. Um, the plane took off from Jakarta. And was supposed to, and was only in the air for 13 minutes before communication was lost and the plane failed and took a na- a nosedive into the Java Sea. 189 passengers and crew members on board died, most of them being Indonesian. There was one Italian passenger and one crew member that was from India. So after an investigation by the National Transportation Safety Committee, they found nine factors that contributed to the plane crash, which is Wild. This plane, I believe, was just introduced in 2017, so they were still relatively new. And I believe there were other plane crashes that happened afterwards, and Boeing had to dish out some serious dough in order to pay back the families that were affected by this, that lost their their relatives. So... Some of the, the remaining family members of those lost passengers and crew members later became clients of Girardi Keys and Edelson PC. They were co-counsels in this case. I believe there were six clients that they represented in total. Edelson PC's attorney's role was to basically handle the day-to-day court proceedings. Girardi Keese attorneys were responsible for all communication with the Indonesian clients. It's now believed that George Hatcher was hired as a consultant by Girardi Keys to act as a case Which we know is not legal here in California, but he was hired essentially as a consultant, but he was basically um, a case runner to find vulnerable clients like the Lion Air orphans and widows to bring them into Girardi Keys for representation. It's also alleged that Hatcher had ex- had an exclusivity deal with Jordi Keys, in which he was paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for, in addition to receiving a cutout from the settlement money. Again, this is all illegal. You're not allowed to hire case runners that get kickbacks and sign exclusivity deals. So... The plane crash happened back in 2018. Eventually, uh, Hatcher finds these individuals, brings them into Girardi, Keys, Loops, and Edelson, PC. They decide to represent these clients. They're in litigation trying to settle with Boeing, who is responsible for the Lion Air plane crash. Then we fast forward to March 2020. The year, the year, the year the world shut down. Well, it wasn't just the shutdown of the globe, it was the shutdown of Girardi Keys. So in March 2020, a settlement was finally reached between Boeing and the orphans and widows of the deceased passengers through representation with Girardi Keys and Edelson PC. It's also believed that the settlement was received by Girardi Keys between March 2020 and June 2020. So it was in between those few months that Boeing paid out all of the money that was owed to these clients. Initially, attorney Keith Griffin and Girardi Key's partner, David Lira, told Edelson PC, who was co-counsel, that there was a delay in funds due to outstanding settlement agreements from the clients, basically meaning the clients that they were representing had to sign their agreement with Boeing in order to get their settlements because they were no longer going to pursue it in court. So Lira and Griffin dodged Edelson's attorney's questions about the settlements for months and months and months with numerous excuses. One of the main ones being there was an issue with settlement agreements. They needed all of the clients to sign their agreements. And once those were all signed, then they can begin dispersing these settlements. So come June 2020... All of a sudden, after dodging questions, David Lira resigns from Girardi Keys. Also notable to mention, David Lira wasn't just a partner at Girardi Keys, He was Tom Girardi's son-in-law. He's married to Tom's daughter, Jacqueline. In July of 2020, so the following month, Lira, who was still working on the the Lion Air case, even though he was no longer with Girardi Keys, he was trying to close that out. Lira tells Edelson PC, because Edelson PC was really trying to figure out, like, what's the deal? Why haven't these clients gotten paid? You know, how do we get this resolved because the clients need to be the priority. And it seems weird that Boeing's not paying or the money's not coming through. Like Edelson was trying to figure out what was going on and why people were dodging payments. So Lyra tells Edelson in July of 2020 that some of the clients received their settlement, but not all of them yet, but that it was in the process. Though at this point, it's believed that all the money had been received by Girardi Keys. So come July, Boeing claims that they had already finished paying all of that money to Girardi Keys. Lyra is disclosing to Edelson that some of the settlements have been paid to some of the clients, but not all of them have received all of their money. Lyra also sent over a partial payment of attorney's fees to Edelson PC, but Jay Edelson claims that they never cashed that check. They also tried to send them another... Partial payment a few months later, Edelson claims that they've never cashed any Girardi keys checks for attorney's fees. Their priority was always to make sure the victims got paid and they started to catch on to some suspicions and they're like, this is weird. Why is Lyra and Griffin and Tom? Why are they all sort of dodging our questions? What's the delay? They just figured there was something a little sketchy, but they never thought that Girardi was spending the money. So After Lira leaves, he passes all contact over to Keith Griffin, who's the attorney there and who was heading the case for Girardi Keys. He made sure to copy Tom Girardi in all the emails. So Griffin later revealed that Boeing paid the settlement in full, but uncertain why the payments weren't fully dispersed to the clients. He's like, hmm, that's odd. Let me look into this. So he said that that Tom Girardi was having some health issues at the time and was in the hospital. So he was unable to answer any questions about what happened to the money or why there's a delay in the money. He's like, Oh, Tom's held up. He should be out of the hospital soon. When he gets out, I'll be able to talk to him. We'll be able to work this all out. So it was a lot of that like runaround talk. Griffin also revealed that Tom Girardi, as a sole equity owner, was the only one with access to the bank accounts interesting why he decided to reveal this information to edelson pc because this was before anyone really knew of any issues or a big embezzlement scandal or that the fact the firm was embezzling funds like none of that was made public so i mean it's possible that he was just kind of saying that as a delaying tactic Um, It's unclear whether or not Tom really was the only one with access to the bank accounts. But anyway, we now have discovered that payroll and overhead for Girardi keys, including payments to Lyra, Griffin, Hatcher, they were all being made on behalf of Tom through the CFO, their bookkeeper, Chris Camone. So despite the clients not getting their money overhead bills and salaries were still getting paid out and as we're seeing they're offering edelson pc partial payments for their attorney's fees but edelson's like it's not time for us to look at attorney's fees the clients need to be the priority we need to pay the clients first and then we can talk about um attorney's fees but like the priority needs to be these clients so griffin was either lying about Tom being the only one with access to the bank accounts to buy more time, or Tom really was the only one with access to the bank accounts and was truly just keeping everybody out of the loop. He had to have been keeping Chris Kimone in the loop, because Chris Kimone is the bookkeeper. He's the one that's actually tracking everything. Or, I mean, or so we believe he is. So Edelson recently revealed that there were at least two checks withdrawing money with David Lira's signature on them. He later ended up testifying in court that the signature did not look like his. So we do know that there is an instance where there were um, two documents with Tom taking out loans that had Erica's signature on them. But the two documents with her signatures looked very different or the signatures look very different. So, I mean, if Lear is making this claim and we now see two of the documents with two very distinct signatures that are supposed to be Erica Jane's or Erica Girardi's rather, is it possible that Tom Girardi or Chris Camone or someone at the law firm was possibly forging some of these people's signatures? I don't know. That's just what I'm kind of... Putting out there, considering they're kind of making these accusations, and the signatures are looking different, so that's just an interesting, interesting discovery. Um, anyway, later that month, Tom finally admits that this was all a big mistake. He gets out of you know the hospital. He's like, "I'm good. I'm good. I'm a good guy. Whatever." Um, and he says it's just one big mistake, and that the settlement payments they'll be wired in a few days. Well, apparently that never ended up happening, or at least not in full again. Then in November 2020, Edelson PC found out that Tom had authorized a payment to California attorney lending. This is Joe Donardo, another prominent defendant in the most recent $50 million lawsuit. Who is Joe, Di- Joe DiNardo? Well... We've now discovered that Tom and Donardo had a first cut deal. So Tom would go to Joe Donardo who had a lending company, which was Cal Attorney Lending. And so he would go to DeNardo say, hey, I need to borrow some money. He would sign an agreement that Donardo would be the first one to receive a cut of any of those proceeds once the settlements were actually reached. So we do know that Tom was borrowing a lot of money money from lenders. It's interesting because Donardo even though he had this first cut deal, now Edelson has revealed that DiNardo did get money from this uh, Lion Air lawsuit. It's interesting as to why DiNardo now feels entitled to sue girardi Keys and claim that they're one of the creditors that's owed money by Tom Girardi. DiNardo has a sketchy history. Um, I believe there was like some things that he was charged with in the past or accused of in the past. He's a little sketch, but I don't know how involved he was in, in, in everything. The The earlier video that I did this week that goes into the racketeering $50 million lawsuit, that's where I kind of explain all of the players and what their alleged roles were. I think Lyra, Griffin, Camone. Tom and Hatcher, those five gentlemen were the most culpable and the most involved in all of this. I thought Donardo's involvement and Erica's involvement was a little weak in terms of them being involved in the specific racketeering scheme. But you can go and watch that video. It's available on the podcast and on the YouTube channel. Um, On November 2nd of 2020 is when Erica ended up filing for divorce from Tom Girardi. One month later, on December 2nd, 2020, Edelson filed their lawsuit claiming that Erica's divorce was a sham in order to protect assets. On December 14th of 2020 is when a judgment of $2 million was ruled against Tom Girardi and all of his assets were frozen. The $2 million is what was believed to be the outstanding balance of money that wasn't paid to these Lion Air clients, specifically the these orphans and widows that we so commonly hear about. Also in December, it was reported that back in September of 2020, Tom Girardi testified, I believe this was in relation to the Rui Gomez family's case, that at one point he had $80 million in cash, but then his legal team Stated that his current operating account as of the end of that summer was only at 15,000. And that's when everybody was like, Well, where did the money go? So that was revealed later in December of 2020, even though he testified to that in September of 2020, which is interesting because that's what September, October, November, December. So that's almost three months that that went undetected. But again, it didn't, none of this was detected until. Well, actually, that's interesting because if that happened in September, he did the interview on Daniel Feruzin's podcast. I just had Daniel Feruzin on my podcast a few weeks ago. But he did uh, Schmoozin' with Feruzin, which is the name of the podcast. He did that in October, still claiming to be this wealthy, successful attorney so that's interesting considering here in September he's testifying that he had no money. But we d- that wasn't brought to anybody's attention until December when Edelson sues him, accuses the divorce of being a sham because Erica was involved in it and she is a celebrity. That's what caught everybody's attention. That's when everyone started to look into it and lawsuits started popping up left and right because we have this old testimony from September where he reveals he don't have any money. Homie is broke. So shortly after that, or shortly after the accounts get frozen, Tom was forced into bankruptcy. Then he was placed under conservatorship. He was later placed in an assisted care facility. Erica stated on Real as a Beverly Hills that his, ma- his mental health began to decline in 2017 following a traumatic brain injury after being in a car accident. Edelson's case was ultimately dismissed in Illinois, but later refiled in July 2022, which was this year at the beginning of this month, with new racketeering accusations against David Lear. Keith Griffin, Chris Camone, Joe Donardo, Chris uh, sorry George Hatcher and Erica Duarty. In August of 2021 is when we got the episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which was filmed back in December 2020. So as this was all breaking, and that was the um, the episode where Erica was questioned at Kyle's Christmas dinner about her involvement in Tom's embezzlement scandal, to which she stated that she had no knowledge of. Erica claimed that she was kept away from the books, which she said, which she told Sutton, it made her insane that she wasn't able to have access to any of that. When Lisa Rinna asked her where the money went, Erica responded that's the question that only he referring to Tom that's the question that only he can answer basically saying Tom was the one in charge of everything which seemed to kind of be the, the sentiment that Lyra tried to push too. Um Keith I believe Keith Griffin is pleading the fifth Kimone's pleading the fifth everybody's like not talking they're all pleading the fifth but anyway in that episode we see Erica and she concludes that She says, the victims need to be taken care of. I'm not worried about me. I'm last in all of this. Those people are owed their money, but we need to see what this man did. We now know that it wasn't just Tom because he had all these other people involved. EJ Global was ultimately closed at the end of 2020, leaving it as the final year of operation. Her legal team said that she wasn't able to file her tax returns for 2020 because all the accounting was left at Girardi Keys and is now in current possession of the bankruptcy trustee, which seems to echo the sentiment that she made on Real Houses of Beverly Hills saying that she was kept away from all the books. She said she never filed her tax returns. They had a bookkeeper that took care of all of that. They had a bookkeeper that was signing all the checks and overseeing all all the money, Even though they're claiming Tom was the only one that had access to all of that. So it's kind of just a finger pointing game at this point. In December of 2021, this is where we had David Lear testify under oath that the signatures releasing the funds from the Lion Air victims didn't look like his. Jay Edelson has pledged to pay the outstanding balance outstanding balance, sorry, that's due to the Lion Air clients out of pocket and pursue litigation against Lira, Griffin, Camone, Hatcher, DiNardo, and Erica. He can't pursue Tom Girardi because one, Tom Girardi has nothing to pursue. All of his assets are currently in possession of the bankruptcy trustee, both for Girardi Keys and the bankruptcy for um, his personal estate. So those two trustees are the ones that are now overseeing everything. Those are the ones that are making settlement payments. I mean, at this point, it's unlikely that they'll get a settlement from the bankruptcy trustee, which is why Jay Edelson has now decided to come in and he's already he's pledged I don't know if the if that's actually been paid he seems like a good a good enough guy that I believe that that's probably already been paid the outstanding balance, which is estimated we believe at two million dollars it's been retracted from the the latest filing and the $50 million lawsuit, which I find a little interesting, but we do know based off of the judgment in Illinois and based off of what the California state bar has revealed, it's estimated that it was $2 million that Tom, and his associates did not pay to the Lion Air clients. It was $2, two million that was outstanding. So Jay is currently seeking a minimum of $55 million in his latest lawsuit, which is to be used for attorney's fees, costs, and restitution for the Lion Air clients. Also interest for that restitution um, for the Lion Air clients that his firm and Gerard Keys formerly represented. So it's interesting that this one plane crash ended up, You know, really, I mean, I think it was the plane crash case and the Rui Gomez family case, which was the uh, Joe Rui Gomez, who we saw in the Hulu documentary um, in the explosion where he, you know, was left with burns all over his body. These are the two cases that were really prominent in bringing down this massive scheme that Girardi Keys had in place. Curious to hear what you guys think. What's up, Zach Pack? Hi, Tess. Hi, Katie. Hi, Stacy. Hi, Robin. Hi, Claudia. Hi, Coffee Buzz. Hi, Athy Baby. Hi, Heads. Hi, Flying Monkey Totes. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Down Campbell. Hi, Renee. Hi, Kiki. Hi, Stacy. Why is the I is why the IRS came after her for 2019 outstanding taxes and not other years. I'm pretty sure they will. I'm pretty sure that's already in the process, to be honest with you, Stacey. Um, Okay, let's see what Instagram has to say. Hi from Australia. Hi. Oh, another Stacey. Um Oh, my God. Twitter has been wild, Zach, with the not-so-true lawsuit. I know. I got in trouble for that, for calling out an account. <laughs> I called out an account because there was really one account that was prominent in circulating that bogus lawsuit, um, and I kind of got in trouble for it. Um, let's see. I really dislike Garcelle sitting with Erica. And uh, well, we're not talking about Beverly Hills tonight, my love. Oh, also, I have out my Lawnards um, what is this, a tumbler that I got from Emily D. Baker? Mm. It keeps things hot and cold, hot and cold. It's not a Jamie Lee Curtis tumbler. Um, I don't know how Dorit would feel about it, but. It is a law nerds Tumblr from Emily D. Baker, who is one of the best legal commentators here on the YouTube and on the podcast world. Mm -mm -mm. Okay, what else we got? Good evening. Oop. Oop. Okay. Ooh, badges. Thank you as told by Tones. I appreciate you. Besides hoping, okay, we're not talking about Beverly Hills, guys. Only questions for, I'm a law nerd. Hi, Paola. Yay. Welcome on into all the law nerds. Send me any questions you guys have about the case specifically. Was there ever rec- record of the car accident? Um, I don't think anybody looked for record of the car accident, to be honest with you. If there is, it would probably Well, I don't believe there is record of the car accident because um I believe they said some I feel like somebody brought this up. Like one of someone that was related to Tom Girardi said that there was never a car accident or a report made because Either Tom wanted to conceal it or um, they just were like, oh, just take him to the hospital. Like there was no need for a report because nobody else was injured. It wasn't like a, you know, a car crash that involved somebody else. And if Tom, I I, unclear what happened to the police report, but that's a good question. I strongly believe that the show brought attention to their lavish, lavish lifestyle. Yeah, it's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's going to bring attention to their lavish lifestyle. Um, Keep away from the books. What? did she need to look at the books for? I mean, she didn't really need to look at the books, but the the thing is people are like, Oh, well her company EJ global is being brought into this. So she should have been looking over the books. Um, so that's why, you know, they were asking, well, did you see the books? Because this is technically your company. It's your LLC. But she's like, yeah, but all of the checks that came in went to Tom. They were going directly to Girardi Keyes. All of the bills were going straight to Tom at Girardi Keys. And we now know that his bookkeeper was just paying for these things out of the Girardi Keys account. It's unclear whether the bookkeeper was paying for these things with authorization from Tom Girardi. That seems to be the claim that they're making is that Tom was authorizing all of this. But um, either way, if this was unethical, then he had, I believe, a fiduciary responsibility to report that if he was the CFO of the law firm. Uh, Siki says, no police report from the accident, according to someone. Her LLC was used to launder money. Yes, sort of. Um, In the Edelson PC lawsuit, the new $50 million lawsuit, or the main $50 million if It's technically not new, which again, I broke down in the last video. But in terms of the money laundering piece, yes, there was an LLC. Um, and it was technically laundered in the like tax returns, essentially. So her Amex bill, she lived off of an American Express. She would run everything on the American Express. That bill would just go directly to Girardi Keys, and they were paying for it. We're now learning that it wasn't being paid for out of, Personal accounts, it was being paid for out of the Girardi-Keese operating account, which is not very standard. And how they were addressing it was in the tax returns. They were, Chris Camone was writing them off as loans that were being written to EJ Global. But there was never a cash transfer. There was never money that went into the EJ Global bank accounts from girardi Keys. It was all Amex bills that were being paid. It was value received is, is the term that... Um, that fits what they were doing. It was value received. So she would go and get a manicure, put it on the Amex. The Amex bill would come to Geordie Keys. Camone would pay the Amex bill without really thinking about it. And then he would just write it off in the tax returns as we wrote a loan off to uh, EJ Global they wrote it off as loans essentially to avoid having to pay taxes on that and you know make it seem like oh we made an investment into this business and we're hoping to at some point get the biz- the investment back and obviously there's no getting the investment back so or maybe there was i don't know cuz obviously we know there was like a housewife salary there was her chicago salary there was her book salary so unclear if that money was coming in unclear how they were utilizing that money necessarily at the law firm Um, still Erica's timing for walking away is very sketch. Yeah. I mean, listen, when everything started to come down, um, she filed for divorce that same summer. That's also the same summer that David Lira left the law firm was, I mean, there are rumors that he had an argument with Tom Girardi. Um, I mean, Lira was there for a long time. He was a partner at Girardi Key. So it's highly unlikely that if he was working there, you know that they're that he wasn't fully aware of, you know, a misappropriation of funds. I'm pretty sure with the Rui Gomez family suing them, with the Boeing Air clients not getting their settlements, I'm pretty sure that wasn't the first time he was hearing of that from clients that he was working with if this really was what was going on with all of their clients. So I mean it is an interesting time um that everything sort of happened. I agree. Uh, this is awesome, Zach. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Kenny G. 1064 for the three badges, my love. Been looking forward to this all week to get the straightforward facts. Thank you. I appreciate that. I like when you guys enjoy these. Love, Emily D. Baker. Love, Emily. I saw her earlier today. We um, we had breakfast because she was here in L.A. for the Britney case. Uh, this Erica stuff is nuts. I mean, people keep saying this Erica stuff, but it's not really Erica stuff. It's Girardi stuff. I'm a tad bit late, but I'm curious what's going on with the Erica White situation. Oh my God, I'm so tired of the Erica White situation. I am so, listen, I don't care to talk about the Erica White situation. I already got in trouble for calling out another account for being the one that spread this information and still has not removed it from their account. I need to shut my mouth at this point because I'm always getting, it's always getting me into some sort of trouble um, and I'm tired of dealing with people at this point. Not you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys. But if you do want to know about the Erica White situation, there is a video where I explain it. Long story short, it's bogus and it's not real. Um, If you want the long story, it's available on the podcast and the YouTube. So. On the YouTube, uh, why are they blaming Erica persona for part of this? There, the argument that's being made is that she was the front woman of all of this; that they used her to exude wealth and success, and that her role on Housewives is ultimately what made people believe that Girardi Keys was was a successful law firm, and that's what they're claiming against Erica—that she was the front woman. But my thing is, it's like, well isn't her job on housewives to be um, like to live a life of luxury. Isn't that why they cast these women on these shows is to show off their affluence. Um, She didn't come onto the show until 2015. Obviously we know that there are accusations of Tom Girardi's misappropriation of funds dating back to the eighties. So that definitely loops in the first two wives. I believe his first wife is still trying to collect alimony, um, which is interesting because she divorced him, I believe, in, like, 89. And I'm like, sweetie, go apply for a job at Walgreens. Like, at this point, like, why are you still trying to get money from Girardi? Um, But it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. Everybody that's in line, not the clients, but the, like, lenders and all these other people, like, If everybody's upset with Erica for receiving this blood money, isn't all of it technically blood money at this point? Isn't it all bad money? So the lenders, like Joe DiNardo, who was lending the money and now he's in line and he's like, hey, give me money. Tom's ex-wife, who's like, hey, I'm still owed alimony. Bitch, get a job. Um, It's all still technically blood money, is it not? I don't know. What do you guys think? I know anytime I say anything, everyone's like, you just defend Erica. And I'm just like, I just hold the men responsible accountable. That's all I'm trying to do. Are any of the other lawyers or partners, other lawyers, partners involved? No. And I find that interesting because David Lear was a partner at Jordy Keys and his wife is Tom's daughter, Jacqueline. I think if she, I mean, the argument that's being made is, well, Jacqueline isn't on television. Jacqueline's not flaunting her wealth, but it's like whether she's flaunting the wealth or not, she still benefited from all of this. Did she not? Did she not still also receive this blood money herself? Thank you so much, Joel Joel Bratch, for the one uh, for the super sticker on the YouTube. I appreciate you, my dear. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Hi, Peggy. Um, so were all the American Express bills paid? It's believed that they were. Is Erica still fighting for the earrings? Um, I believe the case was, uh, settled and the trustee was going to keep the earrings. I believe her lawyer did file a, um, what is it? A, uh, Sorry, it's the end of the day. My mind's blanking. Um, and I've been knee-deep in legal documents all day. A hey, uh, Somebody please help me D- to to fight it or reject it. An appeal. There you go. That's the term. That I'm, sorry, guys. Um, I do believe the her attorney has filed an appeal to see if they can keep the earrings. Um, listen, I... I personally am like, just let the earrings go, let the mask go, like just let it go. That way, everybody can shut up about the damn earrings because everybody loves to talk about the damn earrings. And I just let the earrings go. I mean, the earrings are going to have are gone, have been awarded to the trustee. So it's not like the earrings necessarily were awarded to the clients that the the trust account had the money pulled from. Those earrings aren't going to the clients directly, and there's no guarantee that the liquidation of those earrings are going to the client directly either the earrings went to the trustee. So the trustee gets that money. It's going to be liquidated and they get to determine how that money is paid out, um, which I believe is like one, I want to say it was like 1.2 is what the the latest estimate for the earrings was at. So that 1.2, the trustee can determine how that money gets spent. And right now, the people at the front of the line are the the bank lenders and are creditors that aren't necessarily former clients of Girardi-Keys. So everyone that's like, yeah, take the earrings away from her, but they're just going to pay back the banks. So I don't understand. I mean, that's just me. Um, You are the only one with facts, not bull. I try. Listen, I'm not perfect. I'm not a lawyer. I don't try to be. Um, I just try to be a podcaster that Breaks down reality TV legal scandals. Um, I'm sure Erica is paying him like she said she's not broke. Broke, she's not broke. She's just at the status she was previously. Paying who? Who's she paying? She ain't paying me. I'll tell you that. Um, let's see. Uh, what did you think of Carlos King and Giselle judging? Okay, we're not talking about that today, guys. Um, there were questions of Tom for 40 years, Erica was 10. Um, oh, yeah, 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 About the age difference that there were accusations being made against Tom for the last 40 years when Erica was 10 years old. Yes, um, this deceit and scandal has been going back for a long, long time. Very, very long time. I think him leaving the firm shows that he had something to do with this scandal. Did it, though? Um, I mean, either he saw the writing on the wall. But here's the thing. That's why when you see Keith Griffin start to talk about how, oh, well, Tom are telling Edelson PC that Tom was the only one with access to the bank accounts. What would be the benefit of revealing that information if nobody was expecting any of the House of Cards to fall? Um, I believe the last... Credit card bill that was paid for on behalf of EJ Global was in June of 2020, which is probably when Erica started to build her like divorce strategy and be like, okay, I need to get out of this. Um It is interesting that David Lear happened to leave that happened yeah to leave that same month. But it also doesn't look like anybody thought that the House of Cards was going to come tumbling down. I mean, at least not until September, right, when Tom actually admits in court that he didn't have the money. However, Tom's been battling these lawsuits. I mean, it's possible that he wasn't even being fully truthful or transparent in that September 2020 hearing. I believe that was in relation to the Rui Gomez family. And they were kind of the ones that got him to reveal that in their case case, which was ultimately used against him later on with the Edelson case. So uncertain, but I don't think in going into 2020, anybody expected the scandal to break. I think they were all going to push it as far as they could, meaning the attorneys, Hatcher, the case runner, um, or alleged case runner, um, DiNardo, the lender, like all of them, I don't think how much did those earrings cost? I believe they originally cost about 700000 and I believe they're currently estimated at 1.2. Don't quote me on those numbers because I'm going off the top of my head. And as you noticed a few minutes ago, I couldn't even remember the word appeal. Um, who is the trustee? There are two trustees. One of them is Alisa Miller and the other one is Jason Rund, Justin Rund, something Rund. Um, Rund is the Girardi personal estate trustee and Elisa Miller is the Girardi Key's business trustee Um, bankruptcy trustee how much do you bet the trustee tries the earrings on (laughs) I mean I don't know that's a little weird Zach make us happy and say one bad thing about Erica I mean what do you what do you want me but what's the purpose of saying something bad about Erica Um, listen I don't think she tries to be the most likable person Um, you know I think I don't know. What's the point of saying something negative about somebody? I don't even um I don't know. I don't really have anything she's not the most likable. Um, could she show a little more compassion for the victims? Sure. But I mean she's acknowledged them in the past. Um, okay, hold the men accountable. Thank you. I mean, that's my take. I'm always I always try to be a little less harsh on the women compared to men. I don't consider myself a man hater, but I just always think women are a lot stronger than men. Um, I bet it would be such a temptation to try them on. And I, I don't know. I would feel kind of weird trying them on to be honest with you. Zach doesn't say anything bad if he doesn't think it. I try not to say anything bad in general. I don't like to be a bad, mean person um sorry i'm late to the party what did i miss everything uh i think they made erica the scapegoat i think they're trying to make her the scapegoat because it's easier for them i love the way that zach i'm unhealthy jk oh okay love your top oh thanks peggy Alisa tried those earrings on i don't know maybe she did i don't know um thank you for your insight have a great day thanks Sutton. Can you explain the difference between Teresa having her name on the documents and just signed because her husband asked her to, and EJ Global receiving funds and her name being on that? Um, okay, that's it's very different in the sense that um, the Judai stuff was Joe defrauding banks, right? And avoiding paying taxes. Um, and so he was just having Teresa, I guess, take out loans. Um, I guess they were personal loans and putting up their collateral. How is that different from Erica, I mean, it's similar in the sense that the husbands were kind of the ones running the scheme and keeping the wife out of the loop. That's how it's similar. How it's different is one of them was they were were taking out these bank loans. Another one was he was using Erica's company to, you know, get tax breaks and essentially not pay taxes. Um, She's not likable at all. Let's stick to the facts. Thanks, Katie. Uh, Paola, so Girardi was disposed. Um, He's been deposed and he was disbarred. Not sure if those were either the two terms you were looking for, but he has been disbarred. Yes, he no longer is practicing law, but he's also under conservatorship in an assisted care facility. Yes, agree. The men should be held accountable. I agree. I'll have to catch the replay. Yes, Rosie, there was a lot of information. Um, damn responsibilities got in the way of this juicy live. There, it's good. It's um, We're live on YouTube now, so you can watch it on the YouTube channel. Erica left when she figured out sh- her free ride was over. Um, I mean, again, I don't think anybody was really expecting any of this to fall until Edelson filed the lawsuit against Girardi which was stemmed from by Erica's divorce so I mean I think Girardi would have continued Girardi and the lawyers would have continued to do this moving forward I don't think that I don't think that um It would have stopped, I think, had Erica not filed for divorce. If anything, Erica's probably one of the key pieces that blew the lid on all of this. I think the Rui Gomez case got Tom to admit in court that he didn't have any more money. Um, but again, we didn't know any of that until Erica filed for divorce and everyone was like, what, why did she file for divorce? And then Edelson was like, holy shit, Erica filed for divorce. These clients don't seem to have gotten their funds. So it seems like there were three key pieces that blew the lid on all of this. Rui Gomez case, cause they got their judgment of 11 million, I believe in early 2020 or was it the year before? It may have been early 2020, possibly 2019, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I remember it was Rui Gomez family, Erica's divorce, Edelson suing Tom Girardi, accusing the divorce of being a sham. So those were kind of the three big things that were the catalyst that really exposed all of this. Um, your view on the airport serving, I covered that in the last episode. Um, it's it's obviously an orchestrated PR stunt, the, the LAX serving of Erica. It was a PR stunt. Um, there's no, I can tell you, there's no paparazzi. Born and raised in LA, flying in and out of LAX all the time. There's no paparazzi that's just sitting there at midnight hoping to catch a celebrity. They landed at like, what, 11, 1130 at night. So they're exiting the airport around midnight. And you're really going to tell me there's just a paparazzi that's like, hey, let me hope I catch a celebrity today. And it just happened to be where this woman had papers to serve Erica. And they happened to catch all of that on camera. And it just happened to get leaked to page six. Like, mm, it was a PR stunt. Um, Zach is no man hater. He's a man eater. Maybe. ah. Um, Okay. Erica said that she can't divorce Tom yet. She would have to pay him spousal support. She, in her filing, asked for spousal support, and then he also asked her for spousal support after that. So... Her, I mean, her divorce isn't going to be fine. It's not like she's electively saying, I don't want to divorce him. All of this other stuff needs to be cleaned up first before the divorce can really come forth. As someone that has dealt with a family member with Alzheimer's and dementia, it was a hmm moment when Erica goes more into detail of his phone call nature between her and Tom. Are you insinuating that he might have Alzheimer's and dementia or, by, or the opposite? How did they put all Adam's documents in order... If he was old school and didn't use computers. I don't think he was old school and didn't use computers. Obviously, computers existed and the lawyers. I mean, I'm pretty sure they were old school. I don't understand the question, Stacy. Um, sorry, my love. Can we talk about Tom and Erica's relationship? He treated like her like a child, in my opinion. I don't think she knew. My opinion. I don't think she knew either. And I don't think there was really anything to let us believe that she really knew. I don't think she had a reason to know. I mean, people are like, well, she was served with subpoenas. Like, you know, she was asked to appear in court. But here's the thing. If your husband's an attorney and somebody serves you with papers, you're like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, don't worry about it. You're like, "Um, should I be worried about this? And he's like, don't worry about it. And you're like, all right, my husband's a lawyer. He told me not to worry about it. Think about it. If you had a husband that was an attorney and you were served with papers and your husband said, don't worry about it. Are you really going to worry about it when your husband is one of the most prominent and powerful lawyers here in Los Angeles? Like, I just think logically, I think it's plausible that she didn't know. Is it possible that she did know? One hundred percent possible. It's within the realm of possibility, but it's also within the realm of possibility that she had no fucking clue. Period. End of story. I think Erica was conditioned to do as Tom said. I agree with you. Um, I agree with you, Mel. Tom and Erica should get their karma. Um, I mean, I, everybody will get their karma. Whatever you put out is what you'll get back. You guys are delusional. Erica knew. Oh, okay. Thanks, girl. Well, there you go. Breaking news. Caroline just announced Erica knew in all caps with one, two, three, four exclamation points, guys. When it's four, it's a fact. Thanks, Caroline. Um, I wonder how often Tom is lucid and may actually realize what's going on. Again, I don't know. Exactly, Zach. No delusion here. Um, Thank you. Until Erica gets charged, she's innocent, but don't play smart and stupid at the same time. Yeah, I think her ego probably got the best of her in the sense that she, you know, was always like, I'm so smart. I could be a lawyer. Like, I think that definitely came back to bite her in the butt for sure. Um, But again, I really from what I've seen. And you guys know I've talked to many different legal experts. I was talking about it with Emily today when we were at breakfast. Like, based off of all of the evidence that's been revealed, I was going through the Edelson lawsuit today, um, literally reading all of everything that they have. Um, And from what I've seen It does not appear... Thank you so much, Caroline, for the badges, my love. Um, I appreciate that. Um, It does not appear that she actually knew anything. Now, whether or not that makes her responsible for having to pay some of this back, that's a different story. Do I think she was trying... She was involved in a conspiracy to commit racketeering? No. I believe the people that committed the racketeering are David Griffin, Keith... Or Sorry, David Lira, Keith Griffin, Chris Camone, George Hatcher... Tom Girardi, who tipped off the person that handed Erica the subpoena at the airport? Do we know? Who tipped off the person that handed Erica? I mean, obviously, I would only assume that it had to have come from the people that, that, um, it would have to come from the people that filed the lawsuit against her, which is Edelson's, um, legal team. So, I know on his Twitter he was saying that he was looking to find or recently looking to find new PR representation. These tactics don't seem in line with Edelson. It's a very Ronald Richards style of like let's you know tip off the press, let's do press exclusives. That's very Ronald Richards. But I did see on Jay Edelson's Twitter account that he was looking for new PR, a new PR person to bring in. So it's possible that he did bring somebody in, and this was a tactic that they utilized. Um, it definitely seems out of character for Jay Edelson, but at the same time. Um, I mean, they want eyes on this, and I think that's really why they're dragging Erica through the mud. Is she's the easy way to get eyes and attention, and to get us all talking about it? Um, I think Erica's more of PR and publicity for these lawsuits, more than she's actually than she was actually involved in the dealings at Girardi Keys. Maybe Bravo knew ratings were they filming. Don't believe they were filming at LAX, them getting off the plane. <laughs> um no, Bravo was not filming. They're not currently in production uh for Housewives. I love that you always look for the good in people, Zach, a Gemini quality. Thank you, Stacey. I appreciate that. Katie says so many powerful men looking after each other. Yeah, I agree. And that the crazy part is they're literally using the media to burn this woman at the stake while they're all sitting at home, jerking off to all their money and pleading the fifth and not saying anything. Did Jay Edelson hire Patrick Summers? <laughs> um, I hope not. Cause that would be a really bad PR move. You guys have to stop baiting me into saying things about people. Um, I throw a little shade and then I Always get in trouble. Like, seriously, I always get in trouble. Um, I just want the best for Erica. And to be honest, I'm just tired of ta- of talking about the situation. I want it to be resolved at this point. Like, hopefully something good will come of this lawsuit that Edelson has filed. But, I mean, that only covers the Lion Air victims, really, um, or the Lion Air clients. So, I don't know. What's the deal with Jen Shaw. Uh, we're waiting for Jen Shaw to be sentenced in November. So at the end of November, Jen Shaw will be sentenced to see how much prison time she'll be serving. I've also done deep dives into that and what the anticipated anticipated time that she'll be serving. They're looking at probably about 10 years that she'll ultimately end up with. She may be released earlier than that, but it looks like she's probably going to be getting around 10 years, maybe six-ish years. I need to be done this year. This year, I'm tired. Tired? Why are you tired, love? What happened? Who made you tired? Just find you a good man, and then you won't be as tired. I honestly hope Erica can come out on top for real, like she's not a lawyer, she wasn't in the office or the courtrooms with these people. I mean, you see her on Beverly Hills, and she's working, you know? Hold Erica accountable for her behavior, sure, I'm here for that, but we gotta stop blasting her more than we're blasting Girardi and Keith. That's a great point, Tess, I agree. Here's the thing. You can say Erica's not likable or you can say I don't enjoy her personality on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You can say that. That's fine. That's your opinion. When it comes to culpability, when it comes to the legalities of everything, you can't brand her a criminal if one, no criminal charges have ever been filed. And two, even these civil lawsuits, which again, anything can be be alleged in a civil lawsuit. Even in the Edelson civil lawsuit, there's not a whole lot... That I was reading through it, and there's not a whole lot that really makes her look culpable or aware of anything. I mean, they're also kind of leaning into the fact that it's possible that she was the front woman unknowingly. um, That she was more of just a figurehead that these men used to prop up, you know? Erica's mixing meds with alcohol is a lethal combination. The case needs to be done. I mean, this is just one case. There are going to be multiple cases, and this won't be done for a while, but... Um, okay, any final questions before we wrap, guys? She knew something, maybe not everything, but she knew something wasn't right. Again, but what are we basing this off of? We literally have uh, David Lira's signature on the actual checks. We have Chris Camone, who's the official chief financial officer and the bookkeeper. These men worked at the law firm. There's actual things that you can tie them to. Show me one thing that proves Erica had any involvement or awareness of anything. Give me one text message that says, "Oh, hey, Tom, thanks for the the widow money." There's no there are emails from Lyra and Griffin, Camon, Hatcher, all of that's in in the Edelson lawsuit, so you have things that prove that they were somewhat we don't know her, but she is. Oh, but she is not stupid." Again, if you can tie, if you can actually show me or provide one document or something, listen, I'm happy. I'm I will change my mind if there's actual proof of anything. She needs to just be a good person and have a good heart. That will be a much better impression. No more conniving BS. What's the conniving BS? Okay, we're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna play this game. Um, okay, do you think she should stop fighting for the earrings? Yes, I've said that. At this point, just let the earrings go. Don't dilute yourself, babe. Me? I never delude myself. I do bad things, but Zach, relax me. Oh, don't do bad things, my love. Do the people at the law firm spend as much as Erica, though? Ugh, I can't play devil's advocate. This has been going on for 40 fucking years. They've tied what? What was the number? $25 to Erica that was spent over the course of 12 years? That's roughly, what, $2 million per year that they've been able to tie to Erica's expenses. Gerardy Keese was making a lot more than $2 million per year. So, yeah, it's highly likely that a lot of other people spent a lot more money or benefited a lot more. Erica Jane wasn't around forever. Erica Jane didn't pop up until, what, 2007, 2009. She didn't really do these big tours or anything. She wasn't on Housewives where she had to, you know, do Glam Squad until 2015. As they all say, if you're, yeah, if you're dirty, you don't come on reality TV. I agree. I don't think she knew they were dirty or she wouldn't have done it. Doesn't that answer most of our questions? Doesn't what answer most of your questions? Um... No, I don't think Erica was the only one that spent the most amount of money or was the one that benefited the most. You literally have Tom's ex-wife from 89 that's still asking for alimony. What? 99, 2009, 2019, 30 years of alimony? And you're going to tell me, oh, Erica, who was married to Tom for less than that, benefited the most? Like, hmm. You know, let's put our, our let's put our, as I, my little cousins have learned, let's put our critical thinking cap on. Let's put on our thinking cap. Let's ask some critical questions. A lot of people had access to the books, which Erica didn't. A lot of people did not have access to the books, but Erica did not have access to the books either. Tom and Chris Kimone, we know, had access to the books. It's unclear whether Lyra and Griffin or possibly other attorneys had access to those books as well. If anything, Lyra probably did May have. We saw him signing checks. He was a partner. So she's the recent wife. Again, I don't know what that has to do with anything. Um, fighting with all the women and trying to make everyone look bad isn't a good look. No, but it's the job of being on reality television. Um, it's extremely selfish. I'm pretty sure the ex is doing well. Why try to take from people who need those funds? I agree. Are you for Erica? Am I for Erica? Um, I wouldn't say I'm for Erica. I'm for reporting the facts and the facts have not incriminated Erica. So, I mean, there's that. If people are constantly coming for me, then I'm a stand up for myself. Fair point, C. Taylor. Zach, I agree with you about Erica, but she's just so unlikable. I agree. Some people don't like her. I get it. I'm not saying you have to like her, but not liking somebody does not make them a criminal. You know what does make you a criminal? when you steal funds from your clients when you take money out of a trust account that doesn't belong to you that is a crime see c- word of the day c r i m e crime should we define it merriam-webster alexa what is the definition of crime That's okay. Thank you, Alexa. So there we go. There is your definition of crime. Boys will protect boys and that makes Erica the perfect target. I mean, yeah. I mean, is it a conspiracy against her? I don't know. I don't have proof of that either. I'm pretty sure she did that. Did what? Again, you you guys you guys remain me crazy sometimes. Erica makes great viewing always has even before all of this. Holy shit, Zach! I love you. Why? What did I do? I thought you were just mad at me. I can't hear it, Alexa. Sorry, guys. You probably the mic probably didn't pick it up. Anyway, she basically said Tom Girardi committed the crimes. That was the that was what she concluded with. That cup is dope. Oh yes, my law nerds, because we're all law nerds, right? Mm -mm -mm. Uh, Jen and Teresa, crime. Erica not being likable is not a crime. Yes, I agree. Um. I mean, I don't think Teresa committed a crime either. I think she was really just guilty by proxy. Um, Jen Shaw committed a crime. Jen Shaw is a criminal. Jen Shaw is going to federal prison. That is, see, when we got back to the word of the day, C-R-I-M-E. Crime. Underneath it, give me an example of a crime. Tom Girardi. Give me an example of a crime. Jennifer Shaw. Okay. All right, guys, shall we wrap? I think she's the reason we're all talking about it, and that's why she's brought up sad um yeah it is oh my gosh i caught you live hi hi have you snapped today i have tried to not snap today because my snapping has gotten me in trouble lately and i'm trying to be a good boy i'm gonna sit down in my place and i'm gonna behave so that i don't get in trouble anymore look at i'm being a good boy today hopefully i get a lollipop I heard Alexa verbatim. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Instagram heard it. I don't think the mic really picked it up because it's meant to like shut out outside noise. I'm loving this attitude. May us all channel it and take no bullshit. (laughs) Thank you. No, don't rap. It's okay. We can do an after party after this. Me too. I have snapped in more ways than none. I'm not trying to snap. I'm trying to behave. Today, I'm a good boy so that I don't get in trouble by people. Yay. Yay. Hopefully I get a sticker. Hopefully I get a star on my wall today. Zach, do you think Bravo will give Jen Shaw a spinoff? I doubt it. I don't think Bravo is going to give Jen Shaw a spinoff. It's really weird though, right? That Jen Shah even, I don't know. I'm pretty sure Erica knew something was up. Again, give me proof and I will agree with you. Um, I love you too. Snap, snap in a good way, Zach. Snap, snap, pat the puss. All right, guys, let's wrap because we are already at the one hour mark. Hopefully you enjoyed this week's video. Um, if you did, smash that like button. Hit the bell notification button. That way you always get... Oh, Emily, Adam, and Jason are giving you proud snaps. Are they? I don't think they're watching this. <laughs> um, hopefully I'll get a star from them. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to tonight's live or to, or today's podcast. Yes, this is an Emily cup. It says, Lawnards. nerds. Do, 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 do. If you are listening to this on the podcast, please go and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because I love that validation. If you're watching this on YouTube, smash that like button on your way out don't forget to subscribe if you're not already subscribed and hit that bell notification button. That way, you always get the tea spilled fresh in your notifications when it's hot. We don't want lukewarm tea. We want the tea hot, baby. Let me know if there are any other deep dives or topics you really want us to dive into. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. If you want to keep up with me personally, I will do an after party tonight at Just Plain Zach. That's my personal Instagram handle. We don't save those. We don't. Um, screenshot those those are just really fun and we get unfiltered and we have lots of good time love you please join the after party yes i will be doing the after party my handle is at just plain zach i have snaps if anyone needs one i'm here for it i just love all things bravo and zach Aw, thank you so so much love um yeah Hopefully you guys are having a wonderful week so far. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. New episode will drop on the podcast on Monday. New live. We're doing Holly Madison's book that be, will be live again on Tuesday night. So stay tuned for that. We'll be reading the next three chapters of our book. I believe it's four, five, and six. So stay tuned. I love you guys. Give your family and friends a big hug. Let the people you know in your life that you love them and just spread lots of joy. Where's the after show um, on Instagram at just plain Zach, which is my personal handle at just plain Zach. All right, guys. Love you. Mean it. Talk to you later. Bye.